Have you faced a tough decision lately? You know, one of those that kept you awake at night wondering which way to go? Well, if so, you'll want to keep listening today as Mary Loman talks about finding wisdom in God's Word for tough decisions. I'm Julie Bastide, and we're glad you've joined us for this edition of The Christian Working Woman. Mary, I think it's a good idea to talk about finding wisdom for tough decisions because it's really a common challenge for all of us. Well, that certainly includes me, Julie. I I wouldn't want to know how much sleep I've lost over some tough decision facing me. (laughs) And you know what? Losing sleep over them didn't help one bit. But God's Word has clear guidance for us, so that's what I'm going to talk about today. Mm, Well, we're ready for some helpful information on getting wisdom from Scripture for tough decisions. Let me begin with this question. If God would come down in some miraculous way and give you clear directions when you're facing a tough decision, maybe writing on your walls as he did in Old Testament times or sending you a text as he might do today, would you unquestionably and immediately be willing to do what he told you to do? Have you finally come to understand that God's ways are better than yours, his thoughts are above your thoughts, and that he has good plans for you, and his directions are the very best? You see, until you really want above everything else to know and do God's will, until you're passionately desirous of pleasing God in all your ways, God could write on your walls and you wouldn't be happy if it wasn't exactly what you wanted. You know, many times we just want God to bless our decisions, not redirect us. Let me assure you that God never plays hide-and-seek with those who are seeking His guidance. He is not trying to make it difficult for you to know what to do in puzzling and tough decisions. He wants you to know His will more than you want to know it. So, search your heart and make sure you truly want heavenly guidance. That's the starting place. The good news is you have the inspired Word of God, the Bible, to guide you. Romans 15.4 says that everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. There is hope for you whenever you're facing a tough decision, and it's at your fingertips in the written Word of God. And on top of having your Bible, you have your own personal teacher, the Holy Spirit. Jesus told his disciples that when he left them, God the Father would send his Spirit to guide them. So I want to point out four specific Scripture passages that tell us how to approach a tough decision. There are many others, but these will get you started on the right path. The first one is from James 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. This is where you begin every time you face a decision. You ask God to give you wisdom. Do you often pray for wisdom? Why wouldn't you take advantage of this wonderful provision God offers you, wisdom given generously? That's what you need when you're trying to make a good decision, right? You need wisdom. Wisdom has been promised to you. So just take God at his word and pray for wisdom. And then secondly, in Psalm 37, 7, he said, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. You know, sometimes when we are pressed to make tough decisions, there's the temptation to be quick and presumptuous instead of waiting on God. 
Being still before God means that we will have periods of time when it seems like nothing's happening. Sometimes it's a timing issue. We want to move now, but God knows it's better to wait. You may not think anything is happening, but God is working behind the scenes for you. So pray for wisdom and then be still and wait for the Lord's timing. And the third verse is from Proverbs 19, verse 20. Listen to advice and accept instruction, and at the end you will be counted among the wise. Scripture teaches us to seek help when we're facing tough decisions. However, it's important to screen out the voices and hear from those who walk closely with God. Proverbs 13.20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. So you need to seek advice from the right people, godly people who have a track record of walking with God and who lean heavily on God's truth in offering advice or help. And then from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. So make sure you are submitting all your ways to the Lord. That, that just means that you're living in obedience to the principles of Scripture. There's no known area of willful sin or disobedience in your life, no rebellion. He's promised to make your path straight, to show you the right way and guide you where you should go. But the condition to that promise is that you submit all your ways to Him. So those four verses provide direction for you when you're facing tough decisions. Now let's look at some passages that give specific and clear instruction about many of the decisions you might be facing. From 2 Corinthians 6, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common, or what fellowship can light have with darkness? If you're facing a decision about a relationship, It could be a marriage or a business partnership or an organization you're considering. This verse will give you guidance. So this yoke that Paul is talking about is any kind of covenant or contract or even unwritten commitment where you would be bound together with someone for a certain purpose. I know many people, men and women, who chose to ignore this biblical principle about choosing a life's mate, and in every case they live to regret it. What you want in a good marriage is a close fellowship, two people joined together as one, and how can light and darkness be joined together? This is an unequivocal principle from God's Word. There's no way to read it any other way. It may be a difficult decision, especially if your feelings are already engaged, but choosing not to be yoked unequally will prove the best for you in the long run. But this applies not only to marriage, but other types of partnerships as well, where you are legally or verbally committed to some project or business. This verse gives clear guidance, and to overlook it is to invite disaster into your life. Here's another clear directive from Psalm 22:7: The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. Are you facing some financial decision now? This passage warns against unwise debt. The person who borrows too much and has excessive debt is indeed a slave to that debt. 
credit card companies are making a lot of money because they have so many people trapped into perpetual debt. Honestly, they don't want you to pay off your card and be debt-free because they are charging huge interest rates. And if you'll just pay the minimum, they're more than happy to keep you in debt. Think more than twice about taking on new debt. It will enslave you faster than you can imagine. Here is a passage that gives general directive to guide specific decisions from 1 Corinthians 10. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. You can take this quite literally and make sure you're making wise decisions about what you are eating and drinking. Those decisions may seem small at the time, but they truly have a huge impact on your future health and energy and ability to function. Every decision needs to be put under this spotlight as you ask yourself, will this bring glory to God? For example, you may be deciding whether to take a new job or not, so you need to carefully evaluate the impact this new job will have on your life. Will you have less time for your family or your church? Will you have to compromise your Christian testimony to do this job? Is the product or service offered one that you could be proud to be associated with? One more passage which gives some specific guidelines when you're facing a tough decision is Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You could just make a list of the characteristics in this verse to help guide any decision you face. Is it true? Would this decision be based on truth, or would it cause some kind of deception or lie? Is there any part of it that you know not to be totally true? Is it noble? Now, noble means it would show fine personal qualities or high moral principles and ideals. So, would this decision be noble? Is it right? Would anyone be treated unfairly as a result of this decision? Is there another decision you could make that could clearly be more fair and just? Is it pure? Now, a pure decision is one that isn't tainted with wrong motives or impurity or lack of integrity. I always have to check out my motives. I'm sure you do too. So that's one thing you always want to check when you're making a decision. Is my motive pure before God? Is it lovely? Would this decision show love in some way? Or could it be a means to destroy love? And is it admirable and excellent and praiseworthy? That's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? I mean, would people you trust approve and confirm that this decision is good? So think about your decision in these terms. If it checks all these boxes, it's a good sign that this could be a good decision. But if it misses on some of them, it should give you pause to think further about it. Ecclesiastes 11.4 says, Whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds 
will not reap. (laughs) That just means if you're waiting for totally perfect conditions before you make a decision, you're probably not going to get very much done. There are times when you're faced with a tough decision, you do your best to seek God's wisdom, and then you have to move ahead with courage in spite of maybe some fears and doubts you may have. But you're never alone in this process. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you've been born again through faith in Him, He is always there with you as He has promised. And His Holy Spirit is your constant companion to give you God's thoughts and heavenly wisdom. This is one of the most amazing advantages we have as believers. We have the constant companion of God's Spirit. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. It's one of the greatest side benefits we have as children of God to have his personal guidance on a daily basis through his word and his spirit within us. We are not lone rangers having to do it all by ourselves. I think that is just the best news ever. So if you're facing some tough decision, and if you're not now, you will eventually, remember to go to God's word. You might want to go to our website and read this again and go to these verses that give you clear instruction on how you can find that wisdom in God's Word. It will never fail you. Thanks, Mary, for helpful, practical, and totally biblical advice we all need when we face decisions, especially those tough ones. Well, would you like to receive daily encouragement in your inbox? You should consider signing up for our daily devotional email. You'll get a short devotional Monday through Friday directly to your inbox. What a great way to stay connected. All you need to do is sign up on our website at christianworkingwoman.org. And next week, Mary begins a two-part series on becoming a goal-oriented person. Do you have a list of things you plan to do, but somehow they stay on your wish list and never seem to get done? Please join us next week to learn how to turn those wishes into goals. And thanks so much for joining us today. I'm Julie Bastide for Mary Lohman and the Christian Working Woman. We pray you will have a blessed Easter.